I'm Sam Mays, and today on the Sam Mays Podcast, we've got Josh Calloway from SI Sooners. He's a colleague of my good friend, John Hoover, who I work with in Tulsa every single morning from 9 to 11. Uh, Josh is a native Oklahoman, an Oklahoma graduate, and does an incredible job with SI. Now, you, what is your official title, Josh? It's, it's kind of a mouthful. Yes, Assistant a... Editor slash Multimedia Director okay. is uh, how it's where Basically, Ryan and Hoover are kind of your, you know, write everything i write a little bit but i mainly handle our video i shoot highlights of the teams stuff like that so anything video element usually it's it came from me okay very cool very cool we're just kind of getting into the video element of the sam mace podcast here uh, with that little right. Evo over here i love this thing it's fantastic so uh wave to the camera there we go um yeah yeah so we're here to talk about the sooners you know, early signing day right recruitment cl- recruiting class and it has been a wild ride, right? Brent Venables gets off the plane. All hell is breaking loose. The university the athletic department is on fire. Right. Uh, Lincoln Riley basically pirated a recruiting class and headed out to California. It's one of the most ridiculous stories I've ever been a part of. I'm still in shock that it happened the way that it did, uh, especially when you consider you know, Coach Venables is the guy who comes out and says, I'm not going to take recruits from, from Clemson. Yeah, total opposite. Yeah, like, and it's because it's Clemson, and they they should be respected in a way that is, right. you know, this isn't Charlie Strong uh, taking, uh, God, what was that kid's name that played DT that he took from Louisville to Texas? Like, this is the Puna, Puna Ford, Puka Ford, Puna yeah. Ford. Yeah, like, this is not that. Mm. This is not that. This is Lincoln Riley um, disrespecting one of the nation's top college football brands, uh, one of the nation's top right. college football programs, and one of the nation's top college football athletic directors, and Joe Casiglione. I mean, just turning his back, running, and taking what he can. Uh, that narrative that he was recruiting on USC's dime seems more and more realistic as we yeah. go through this, right? So here we are. Coach Stoops has left the golf course. He's he's flown in the Norman. <laughs> he's going to in-home visits. He's got DeMarco Murray, who's a diehard Sooner, obviously, uh, with him, and they're trying to salvage what they can. Well, what they did was 15 signees, right? We've got uh, a quarterback in this class. A lot of people are excited about a couple offensive tackles that people are excited about uh, and a a linebacker in Kobe McKenzie from Lubbock, who is about as terrifying of an 18-year-old as I've ever seen. Um, So, yeah, let's take a kind of a deep dive into this as uh, there's reason to be excited. You know, there there really is. Now, there's also reason to be like – Yikes. You know, no five stars in this class for Oklahoma. Uh, there was this consistency in recruiting under Lincoln Riley that uh, he earned. If there's anything that Lincoln did do, it's recruit well and rebuild mm-hmm. uh, some pipelines that maybe were broken by Oklahoma in the past. Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of an interesting look for the class, but there's definitely some guys here that we should be excited about. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's it, it's going to be a lot different. That's the main thing that Oklahoma fans probably should, you know, I think they probably get it, and but it'll continue to develop as you see as you go on here, is that the the type of guys that Brent Venables is going to bring in, a lot different than the type of guys Lincoln Riley's looking to bring in. There's going to be a lot more emphasis on fit and guys who want to be at Oklahoma a lot more so than 
just using Oklahoma to get to the next level. You know, right. that's a big thing Brett Venables talked about in his introduction press conference. You know, that it's not transactional. You no, know, it's not you come here and you're good for us and we'll put you in the league. It's not like that as much. So it's going to be very different. You're not going to get as many of the five-star quarterback all the time, the five-star receiver, but you're going to get a lot more kind of hard-nosed guys, guys who really value being at Oklahoma. Football players. Yeah, football players, exactly. Right. And it, like, like you know, and we can talk about them later, but the three-star defense tackle they picked up, Alton Tarver. You know, that's not a guy at all that Oklahoma would have got before. You know, right. three-star defensive lineman, he's over 300 pounds. That's totally a, a, a break-off from the speed D, you know, athletic guy. You know, it's it, it's it, they're going to be different. You know, so the guys that they bring in are going to be different. There is a lot to be excited about. I think he did a really good job, both Venables and Coach Stoops, on salvaging a lot of the class. A lot of the guys did stay more than maybe people thought. They did lose, right. obviously. They lost on else. Derek Moore, really talented player, They among others. You know, Xavier Bryce went to Texas. But they got a lot of really good guys to stay at the same time. So it's just going to look different. It's a very different attitude, very different philosophy on recruiting the type of guys they're looking for. So there's going to be an adjustment period. And I think over time, people will see, oh, yeah, this is definitely – you can just – watching them play on Saturday – it's a very differently run program, and the way that they're approaching getting guys here is going to look a lot different. Yeah, the quarterback position, obviously, in Oklahoma is still kind of up in the air. Caleb Williams is sure. um, kind of mulling things over a little bit. And I think the fact that he didn't jump into the transfer portal just to sit there and be able to entertain other schools mm-hmm. is probably a positive. I think the fact that he's been uh, at basketball games and at on podcast is a positive. Right. Uh, but I think – and I think that you can trust his family and, and Mr. Williams himself to make the best decision for themselves here. And, it, and it's not going to be one that is um, – uh, it's not going to be an emotional or a I'm mad or I am. It's going to be a Oklahoma, thank you so much for right. what you've done for us, but we have to go somewhere else. Or it's, you know what, I committed here, I love it here, my brothers are here, and I'm going to stay here. But I, I can't look at Caleb Williams in a negative light no matter what he chooses, right? I can't do it. And I think that Joe C. and Coach Stoops and Coach you know Venables, everybody just even getting to know him, would probably feel the same way since he's just been all Oklahoma all the time since getting on campus day one, right? right. Holding recruiting visits himself yeah. and, you know, just diehard. His family has been diehard since the beginning. His family moved to Norman. Yes. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure that he's heartbroken. I'm sure he's upset and I'm yeah. sure he's a little bit, you know, just confused. And I'm sure he's trying to work those things out. But in the meantime, Oklahoma's got a football season to prepare for next year. So they go out, they get Nick Evers. This is a decommit from the University of Florida as that place right. is literally on fire right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, who knows what they're gonna, yeah. yeah, who knows what they're going to end up being. But Evers is the real deal. And I think that For based sure. off of what you, your opening statement as far as, you know, Venables and the kind of guy he's going after, I think Nick fits the mold, right? He's great leader. He mm-hmm. is a family guy. He's got a tremendous support system behind him with his mother and father. And this is the kind of kid that you know is going to come in and want to go to work academically, sure. football-wise, building relationships the whole nine yards. This kid's impressive for a four-star recruit out of Florida. Yeah, he is. And, and you know, I, I totally – right, Texas, Texas kid, right? Where's he from? Yeah, Flower Mound. Yeah, that's right. Flower Mound, Texas. Yeah. yeah, so he comes to Oklahoma, I believe, in my mind, with every intention of being the Oklahoma starting quarterback, probably, if not sooner – I mean, 2024 – I would if I was putting money, he's your starting quarterback right. for Oklahoma in twenty twenty four, maybe sooner, depending on what Caleb Williams decides to do. But at the very, very least, just setting aside the fact that he's a good football player and all the stuff that you were just saying, he gives you an extremely needed backup plan or safety option for the immediate future because if Caleb Williams does leave, they have nothing. <laughs> you know, they there's no quarterback right. there's not another scholarship quarterback on the roster outside of Micah Bowens, who was not even the third string 
this year. He was behind Ralph Rucker, right? Third string, who's a walk on. So they didn't have any options. You're you're looking at probably trying to raid the transfer portal or something. Now you at least have he'd be a true freshman, but you have somebody you feel like you can turn to if Caleb Williams leaves. So that's big in and of itself. But yeah, he's an extremely talented player. He was sought after by a lot of schools. Four star player. He's got kind of the kind of intangibles of everything you want, and he's got a good head on his shoulders, which is huge. Obviously, something Venable's going to want. He's not looking for the kind of the hot shot guy. That's just not what Brent Venable is going to look to do. So he brings him in. He brings that leadership with him. And, you know, if they need to turn to him, he is a legitimate option here in the near future. And also, I mean, not for nothing, but he was a he's a really nice package deal with Jaden Gibson, the 6'5 receiver, comes from Florida. They're really good friends. They were right. kind of a one, wherever one goes, the other's going to go with. And so you get him, you get them both. And that's that's a nice little package deal in itself. So, yeah, like I said, I mean, it seems like Nick Evers – is for sure the plan to be the 2024 quarterback of Oklahoma. And if Caleb Williams leaves, you may be turned to him earlier than that. But at the very least, you have a plan because they didn't have a 2022 quarterback at all. Lincoln Riley just just skipped it. That you know right. He basically was in this mold of every other year, we'll just have a five-star and we'll just keep that train rolling. And they didn't have a guy. The, the, the 2020 guy was Chandler Morris. He left. And he had to go to TCU, which Brent Venables talked about that yesterday. So he didn't have an option. So – this is a pretty, you know, he's a backup option who also turns out to just be really good. So it's it's considering the circumstances, really a a significant pickup by Venables to be able to scavenge when you don't have a quarterback in the class committed and find somebody as good as Nick Evers this late is really impressive. Did you uh, read anything into Coach V's statement to me? Yeah, I you know, yeah. like the he talked about Chandler Morris and him leaving right. and going to TCU. And then he says the quarterback that transferred to South Carolina in regards to Spencer Rattler, then everything that he mentioned about Nick Evers is basically essentially the complete opposite right. of who Spencer was. And, right. you know, I know a lot of people get frustrated with, uh, you know, there's people out there that are Spencer Rattler disciples. They believe in him and they like the kid and all the For things. Sure. There's also more people that don't. And I think that at the end of the day, you're probably happy that he's no longer on campus. You're probably happy that uh, he's not with this football team because he just wasn't the fit in the beginning. And you knew it mm-hmm. when you saw the Netflix series. Right In the very beginning, we knew that Spencer Rattler was going to have a hard time acclimating right. to the University of Oklahoma and Oklahomans in general, who typically are just kind and they love, friendly. Yeah, and well, they love the underdog, you know, the Sam Bradford, Baker Mayfield type of story. Absolutely. You know, it's, you know, it's, even though Kyler Murray is kind of the same thing where he you know, didn't go to A&M, had to come over. It's kind of like they like that as opposed to the, you know, kind of groomed up from this guy's going to be a star, you know, from his childhood, basically. Right. So, yeah. I think that the, the next – most important position on the field behind the quarterback for me is always on the offensive line. Uh, sure. Bill Beatonbow and that group struggled this year. There was some real issues. And, mm-hmm. you know, to me, you wonder, with all the great recruits that are coming in, and you're closer to this than I am, I'm not a big recruiting guy. I, you know, I played college football at a high level. It was always interesting to watch freshmen come in and get broken by the Oklahoma Summers. Well, guess what? That's not happening anymore. Everybody's got an indoor facility. There's no more right. two-a-days. Like, imagine being a kid from – uh, Kansas and coming down to Stillwater for a summer where you were running three days in 104 degree temperatures, like it, it would break kids and kids would go right. home. They would quit. Right. So our class of 24, we ended up being looking more like 19 just after one summer. Right. And so I've just never really bought into it. Now college football has changed. Freshmen have more of an impact than they've ever had uh, before. So you got to, I, I acknowledge that when you get guys like Nick Evers and obviously these two tackles that are coming in, uh, when you talk about Jake and, uh, Jake Taylor and Jacob Sexton, those boys are impressive. Big, mm-hmm. physical kids. 
But you have to wonder, based off of the recruiting classes in the last five years, there's also a bunch of big physical kids in there. Right. One, where are all those kids at? And two, when you watch these kids on film, and I see, I see talent. I also see babies. And mm-hmm. I know what that feels like and looks like. Those kids probably need another year at least to get their, their feet underneath them, weight room and everything else. Right. Neither one of those guys to me is a, is a day one starter. Where does this offensive line go with this class? Yeah, I mean, you got some much-needed help, that's for sure. I mean, it was a very rare Oklahoma weak spot last year. Was The offensive line was very inconsistent. I mean, you probably your most consistent guy was Andrew Rame, who was, you know, very young and tossed in there. Right, he's a freshman. It's crazy, right, right. yeah. And so you prefer not to have to turn to Sexton or Taylor right away, like you're saying. But if they, they they're, I think they entered spring and everything with every chance to possibly just play into – Nothing Wild. should be really settled um, right. on that offensive line, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, you bring most of the guys back, um, if not all of them, because you know they uh, it's, nobody performed enough to really bounce to the next level or anything like that. So, yeah, I think both guys have a chance to come in and, and probably if they don't possibly play into it right away. And I think Jake Taylor, especially, has got a chance. And Jacob Sex, they're both of them are very yeah. Talented, no, but, I would agree with you. Say what, yeah. yeah, I think Taylor probably the more polished product, and it's more from a. Taylor just looks like he's more comfortable in his body. For sure. And I don't, and I don't know if that's just because Sexton grew a bunch here late or what it, whatever right. that looked like for him. But Taylor does look more like this is my walking around weight, right? This, mm-hmm. uh, the, and, I'm, and I'm in control of it, and I'm able to transfer power to the opponent and finish blocks a little bit better. Sexton is meaner than hell. I love the kid. Yeah. I love watching him play. He's fun to watch. He's yeah. a real – that whole Deer Creek program, I think, had a little bit of attitude to him in the last couple of years, and I think he was really kind of the leader of that group. And uh, So I've, I'm impressed with him also for sure. But t- if there was a kid out of that, if it was Taylor, would be the guy to me that would probably yeah. have the best chance. And he's going to be a, a huge fan. Fan favorite too. If uh, if people aren't really familiar with him and his personality, I mean, he has been uh, as much of an OU guy before you get to OU as there's been. You know, okay. and he made a point to say, "I'm definitely not only am I not decommitting, I would never in a million years go to USC with Lincoln Riley." Like he's he said all the things right. to fire everybody up, basically. Um, so fans, I, I'm I'm seeing NIL deals for him and, and stuff like that coming down the pike. So he's got a chance to be kind of a you know a really popular guy. And Norman, I think, pretty quickly. Another guy that's being talked about a bunch is linebacker Kobe McKen- McKenzie sure. out of Lubbock, Texas. Uh, there was a photo, you know, being passed around social media of him standing next to. It's unbelievable. To Kenneth, uh, Kenneth Murray, yeah, Kenneth yeah, he's Murray. bigger than him, yeah. and yeah, Kenneth is. This is Kenneth as a senior, right? Kenneth on his way out of Oklahoma, right? And this. Kobe McKenzie kid is significantly bigger than him. Yeah. Covers ground from sideline to sidelines. Incredible athlete and can bring the hammer with him. And in a time where the Big 12 is starting to transfer back to running games, transfer back to more of a power football, which is fantastic for this league because it gets kids like this to the table, mm-hmm. he's needed. He's absolutely needed, not only for the Big 12, but when you think about what's next for Oklahoma and the SEC, yeah, they need that. They need a big sure. physical linebacker middle of that defense. Yeah, and Brent Venables uh, is going to love some Kobe McKenzie, and he loves him already. I mean, it's I think Kobe McKenzie was very quite arguably Oklahoma's biggest recruiting win of the entire class in terms of, I mean, he was committed to OU in, I think, 2019 and was just, he's a Sooner. He's going to be committed for, he was committed for so long. Riley and Grinch leave, he decommits, and he goes to Texas. I mean, just as right. much of a body blow as possible. And then they get him back. Crazy. I mean, that's it's pretty nuts for, for Brent Venables and, this staff to, to pull that off, to, to get him to come back. And he gave Kobe McKenzie a lot of credit, you know, saying he didn't have to do that. You know, he kept his options open. He heard us out and he said, you know what? I made a mistake. I should have stayed and right. then went back. So 
Yeah, he's he's a freak. I mean, it's obvious. He's huge. He's fast. He covers the whole field. He's got every chance to be, I think, uh, another one of these guys. So I do feel it can have an immediate impact because he's going to be one of the biggest guys on the team already. Um, you know, they're losing some linebackers. Some will be back. You know, they have some young guys already that are exciting. Danny Stutzman obviously highlights that. But, you know, he comes in and he's got every chance, I think, to, to possibly play himself into a role right away as well. He's he's everything you want um, in a linebacker. He really is. He's got a chance to be a uh, really, really fun first-round pick down the road. I think I think kind of the works for this kid. And, again, the fact that they got him back from Texas after he left, uh, left OU after decommitting once uh, Riley and Grinch left. Unbelievably huge win. He's got a chance to be really, really special pretty quick. You mentioned Alton Tarber. This is the three-star out of Deerfield Beach, Florida. His tape is so fun. His tape is so <laughs> He's fun. He's pushed people around. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and you know, I, I think if you go back and look at this last season, obviously Perrion Winfrey and Isaiah Thomas, and uh, those two are, right. are impressive athletes. Those guys will both play in the NFL. The reality of the situation is going to the SEC, you need some fat asses in the middle of your defense. Right. And to get somebody that's 300, you know, I was a 300-pound kid coming out of high school. I ended up playing somewhere around 325 at my happy weight. Uh-huh. This kid's going to be somewhere around that, too. You want to get them big when they get it. You want them to be able to play at that weight in high school. So when you get them there, right. right now it's about shaping it. Right now it's about helping them improve their speed and their strength and things like that. But you have that big butt in the middle of your defense. That, and that kid can play the three and the one technique. Mm-hmm. He's a nice, versatile piece. And so when I look at him on the field with a guy like Jalen Redman, who I think is one of the most versatile defensive tackles you're going to find in yeah. the game today, absolutely SEC ready, absolutely going to be a first, early, second-round guy yeah, if he stays healthy. Currently, yeah. So underrated. Plays with great power on the line of scrimmage, and it's in the first two or three steps. Rarely do you see a defensive lineman be able to deliver a blow to an offensive lineman like Redman. This kid fits right. that narrative pretty well. So I'm pretty excited to see him. And you know what? It's a three-star, and, and I, mm. I'm, I'm cool with that. I was a three-star coming out of high school. Ended up being right. an All-American. That's up to me. You know, it's about what, the, what you're seeing on film, and he seems like a character kid. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he has got just loads of upside with Brent Venables and, and Schmitty. You know, Jerry Schmidt working him to get him to the best shape of his life, you know, coming up here soon and get on that extra weight and – his strength's going to be through the roof, and we all know what Jerry Schmidt, you know, all the former players talking about the impact that he's had. He works you. He's tough. Oh, you yeah. Know, you're gonna, he's a wild man. Yeah he's, yeah, he's a maniac, but he gets you to a level that you didn't think you could get to, and I, I envision a lot of that with Alton Tarver, and we mentioned it. His, his highlights are hilarious because he just breaks through. He's just he's grabbing running backs, just throwing them five yards and everything he's got the size and the strength right now and if he can get the right coaching you know technique and and uh, obviously get to his peak strength and peak athleticism and all that he's got a chance I think to be a lot better than than a three-star and like you're saying I mean the, the stars thing is all it's 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 it helps you get the offers and all that but once you're there it, and now it, it doesn't do you any good now right I mean, he's at Oklahoma he got a, a big program to bring him in now it's irrelevant, you know, what, what your stars were. Now you have the size and the natural ability. You just got to go get the right coaching and, and get that extra, you know, that extra little level of, of your of your play, and then you can, you know, be a big-time player, you know, quickly. I, I'm, I'm, I think defensive tackles coming out of high school probably some of the hardest kids to coach once they get to college because mm-hmm. everybody wants to be Aaron Donald, right? Everybody right. wants to be a pass rusher. Everybody wants to be – uh, a disruptor playing the backfield. The reality is you right. get a couple of dudes in the middle that just play the, the position the correct way, and it's almost more impactful, right? A, a, a staunch, difficult-to-move one technique and a three technique that refuses to be reached. You know what I mean? That type of guy. 
Uh, I, I think this kid's got the ability mm-hmm. physically to do that. You hope that he's able to do it mentally and to, to learn how to play him a little more traditional. I'm watching sure. a kid playing. You're right. His film's a blast. But I'm like, that's not real football that you're right, playing. Right, you know right, what I mean? Right. Like, you're just out there just beast mode kids because you can. Yeah. So he's going to have to learn on this next level that your power is great. There's no doubt about it. But as far as throwing around kids like he's doing on that level, yeah, it's not he's just not going to be able to right, do it. Right. Yeah. All right, so who else? That That's my group that I'm excited about. Who else jumps off this page to you? There's 15 total recruits, right, right. commits, uh, signees, I guess. Uh, zero five stars, like we said, but 11 four stars and four three stars. And then this kid, late, right, from Nebraska, the first Nebraska recruit in yeah, forever. Yeah, Caden Helms. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, actually, yeah, Caden Helms and Jason Llewellyn, both of them are, are that tight end H-back uh, spot under Joe John Finley. They're kind of like the first – Joe John Finley guys, okay. you know, uh, since he came in. I, I, I'm really excited for what the both of them can be, especially Caden Helms, but both of them together kind of as a tandem because you look at what Oklahoma's had, you know, it's kind of been a spot where fans have been a little have been spoiled, you know, because you had obviously going back to Mark Andrews and Calcutta, but especially here recently when you have three guys, the level of Jeremiah Hall, Braden Willis, and Stogner all at the same time. Right. I kind of envision similar when you have – later down the road, it's going to be like, man, Llewellyn and Helms, like – just rotating those two guys is going to be a blast. And I think Caden Helms got a little more upside as far as a down the field, like pass catcher right. type of tight end. But both of them are a lot of fun, uh, that's for sure. Helms, um, Helms is 6'6", 220. Yeah, first Nebraska guy in like, it was like 40 years right. or something. Yeah, yeah, which is surprising, right? Yeah. This is Crazy. number three player out of the state of Nebraska. I think he's somewhere close to around 350, I think, nationally ranked. The Llewellyn kid, though, this is more in my type of dude, 6'5". 250 pounds, he's a bruiser, right? right? Absolutely can catch the football. There's no doubt For about sure. it. But as far as being on the line of scrimmage and He'll playing you, a tra- yeah. traditional tight end position, he could do that for you. Yeah, he's, he's you know, at least the early indication would be he's your guy for, on run blocking that you're going to want to lean on and, and things like that. Um, both of them together. But, yeah, Jason Llewellyn's got a lot of upside as well. And it says a lot about both of them because they, they're both entering the same class at the same position. And they're they're both cool with that. You know, they've interacted with each other on Twitter and stuff, saying like, "No, we're we're gonna go make that room one of the strengths of the team." You know, right. I, mean? I, I like I dig that. You know, what I mean, coming in, and absolutely having that kind of, we're gonna make the team as good as possible. Not worried about like, well, why would I want to go there when that guy's already there? You know, he's gonna take away my time. I think that's kind of a cool thing that Oklahoma fans should be excited about. As far as Oklahoma is concerned, there are four kids from the state. I think three of them have signed. One of them, I want to say Gentry Williams, is going to hold off just a little he's bit. He's wanting to wait a little bit and yeah. kind of size up, and he's the best of the bunch. Um, you have Robert Spears Jennings from Broken Arrow, Jaden Rhodes from Union, and then we talked about Sexton already uh, from Deer Creek. Rowe and Robert Spears Jennings are both real exciting players, uh, obviously. Spears Jennings played both ways, kind of like a do-it-all guy at a broken arrow. He'll play defense. He'll be defense. They both will, um, along with uh, Gentry Williams, obviously. And you're, you're going to hope to get Gentry Williams. He's, you could argue, if he signs, he'll be the best guy in the entire class, possibly. Right. So, obviously, you want him. And I think Oklahoma's got a pretty good shot to get him and to, and to keep him. Uh, he said he wanted to wait, though, like you said, for, for the February signing day. Just kind of sizing things up, you know, which, you know, when you do a total coaching overhaul, basically, I think that's, that's fair, you know, for these guys. But Spears Jennings and Jaden Rowe, both of them two Tulsa guys, Broken Arrow and Union, are going to come in and have a chance to, you know, be really significant players down the road. They're not going to be immediate, you know, like we, we were speculating maybe Taylor could or whatever. They'll take a little bit of time. They're pretty deep in the secondary with guys that I'm still waiting to see, like Josh Eaton and, and guys like that who are kind of like, you know, are they going to play right. more? You know, we've been hearing the name, and I see them in warm-up stuff. They look impressive, but they don't actually play. Are they going to play more? So I don't think Spears Jennings or Rowe will be like immediate, you know, week one. Oh, 
maybe that's a guy who should play a lot. But I do think that they both have a lot of upside and can be, you know, contributors in a big way down the road. Especially Spears Jennings. He's very, you know, kind of reminds me of like, you know, one of these guys who I could see him doing punt returns and stuff like that. Oh, almost yeah. like Trey Brown. You know, it was kind of like I agree. put him all over the place. So he's he's just a talented guy. Jane Rowe has, you know, a, a potential to be one of your best cornerbacks, I think, down the road, kind of similar like a Trey Norwood type all of right. thing. All right. So 15 kids in. Uh, real quick, what's left on the re- next on the recruiting trail? How's this thing work now? They have how many more guys you think they'll pick up? Obviously, I think they'll add a decent amount. Okay. Yeah, I would. I would think. I mean, I, they'll definitely get up over twenty. I would assume. Um, so I would think six, seven, eight more guys will go. I mean, there's, you know, they're in the final two for Devin Campbell, really talented offensive lineman. It's just OU in Texas is his final two. Um, I think he said he wasn't going to announce it till the February signing day, but that's the final two. So I mean, that's a big one, hang, hanging out there. Uh, obviously, I expect Venables to continue to add guys. There's been a lot of smoke about Jaron Kanak, who's uh, he was a Clemson decommit. Actually, he hasn't decommitted from Clemson yet, but the expectation is he's going to sign day came and went. And he didn't sign, so everybody's right. like, okay, he's like, um, he's he's listed as an athlete. He's the number one player in the state of Kansas, and he he's kind of like he is the definition of an athlete in terms of you throw on his tape, his highlights, and he just. It's like one play, he's he's running back, running for 70 yards. The next play, he's safety. He's laying somebody out. The next play, he's kind of like a linebacker. He's all over the place. I imagine he'll be more of a defensive guy if if Oklahoma gets him. And I, the the trend is that they will get him. So, Jaron Kanak is another guy Oklahoma fans should get to get to know the name on uh, here coming up. But, yeah, they'll continue to add. Brent Venable said they're going to look in the transfer portal. They're active, which I think OU fans were a little worried that he wasn't going to be real active in the transfer portal because right. Clemson's not. That's kind of Dabo's. Uh, you know, uh, mantra a little bit is they don't really raid the portal that much as much as right. other teams. But Venable said, "Oh, we're we're looking, we're looking at the portal. We've made contact with some guys, so they're going to add players before you know this class is settled and you know they're hanging on the fringe of the top ten right now. It's going to go, it's going to fluctuate. It's going to go down because other schools are going to add, but then they're going to climb back up because it's going to be a lot of jockeying before February comes around. But they're not even close to done. I would say pretty pretty safely, you can say that. All right, Josh Callaway sooner." S or SI Sooners, thank you yes, so much sir. for your time, buddy. I appreciate it. That is the Sam Mace podcast look at this year's early signing day uh, for the Oklahoma Sooners, man. I'm pumped. This season is going to be interesting for sure. The next couple Definitely. of years is going to be interesting with Oklahoma football. Very much. Um, kind of crazy to be, you know, when you feel like you're on track for something. I think you, myself, John, right. everybody would have said that Oklahoma is going to compete for a national championship in the next two seasons based off of what we knew mm-hmm. in August this year. Obviously, the season happens. You say goodbye to Lincoln Riley. You welcome in Brent Venables, and the yeah. new era of Oklahoma Sooner football begins. Yeah, I mean, there's it, it's it's funny because it seems like whenever Lincoln left, there was such a huge emphasis on we're going to do everything completely different. Like we don't want anything even close to what we just had. And so Brent Venables and Lincoln Riley are totally opposite guys. The way they approach the game, the way they approach recruiting, the way they're going to coach their team. All that stuff. Jerry Schmidt and Benny Wiley are extremely different. Uh, everything is uh, a total reversal. And you know, and Bob Stoops said it yesterday at his press conference. He was like, "We looked at what Clemson's doing and the way that they've, you know, obviously won championships there with Venables, and we wanted that. We wanted to bring that here, and we we're we're convinced that that mindset, that way of doing things, will work here, and we'll, you know, it'll get us over the top. So it's, uh, I mean, an emphasis on Oklahoma guys, obviously. Uh, bringing Jeff Lebby in and Brandon Allen uh, coming in and, you know, obviously Venables and, you know, all these guys who have ties to Oklahoma and the state and, and OU, there's a huge emphasis on that as right. well. Absolutely. Um, so it's it's a very different 
you know, way it's being run, I think fans will be excited about it. And uh, obviously, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to whether or not you win. But uh, I think the product on the field is going to look a whole lot different. I think fans will be excited about it. Josh, thank you so much for your time, my friend. I appreciate it. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me on. Josh Calloway, SI Sooners. And uh, up next, the Sam Mace Podcast, we do a little Oklahoma State action. We've got a bowl pick coming up. So lots of good stuff. But uh, I appreciate this, my friend. For sure. How you feel about that Fiesta Bowl? That Oklahoma State Notre freaking nervous wreck. I'm a nervous wreck. <laughs> but uh, it's a good nervous, and I'm excited about Mike Gundy and whatever's happened to him in the last year. Right. Something has changed. Right. Something is different. He's saying all the right things. He's doing all the right things, so I'm pumped. Yeah, that's going to be a fun game. I'm excited. I, Oklahoma basketball plays that night, New Year's Day, so I was ver- I was actually glad. I was like, I can watch the Fiesta Bowl. There there's you no, go. Uh, there's no conflict there. So right. That's Early game, game, right? It's 11 o'clock. It's like, yeah, 11 yeah. noon or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're going to make the drive. The same Mays podcast is hitting the road. Oh, nice. Yeah, me, my fiance, and my two little kids are going to head on down to San Antonio, cover that one, and then we're going to drive out to Beautiful. Tempe and do the Beautiful. full cycle. Yeah, I've never so. uh, covered the Fiesta Bowl or been there, but uh, across the board, everybody who I talked about it says it's one Incredible. of the best. Yeah, yeah, one of the absolute best. So. Good stuff, man. Well, I appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate it.